1: You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose.
0: So without further ado, let's welcome on Paul Silva. Paul, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today?
2: I am wonderful now that I'm here. Thank you for uh, allowing me to chit-chat with you lovely folks.
0: Yeah, us too. We were saying this before we were recording, but we love your energy. Like you are just someone who oozes authenticity. And so once we heard you speaking on someone else's podcast, we were just so excited to dive into this topic with you and so excited to just get to hang out with you because we just really appreciate and admire your energy. So if you could start us off with just introducing yourself to our audience, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do share, teach, and create.
2: Thank you my name is Paul Silva I am a spiritual mentor and guide. I've been working with people in mentoring and guiding and coaching for many many years now and just really been focusing in the last little bit on the spiritual side of things and so, I work with people one-on-one or I just work with them in, in small groups, et cetera, Just to really open them up, whether it's like spirituality one-on-one or they're already practicing and they really want to expand and open themselves up. So they're moving closer to where they see and envision themselves. Like It's it's like we we have that idea of where we need to be, where we want to be, what's been encoded in us. And so to really pull them into that while letting go of the things that don't serve them. It's a journey for all of us as we move in and throughout and just just and wherever you are in the spectrum you know from skeptic to you know mystic wherever you are there's always room for for growth and expansion so i help people do that
1: yeah amazing i really resonate with that lately i feel like i've been um just observing how there's like not everything's black and white right like you might be an expert in this area or really far along in your spiritual journey in this aspect but Barely leaning into this side or that side, or just discovering or a skeptic about this thing, and now something new is coming in. And how you know there's just so many different facets of our you know selves as individuals. Human design has been something that's so fascinating to us and powerful in helping us discover you know who we are and what our purpose is and where we're going. It's obviously what we're so passionate about teaching, but star seeds, which is obviously how we found you talking about star seeds is kind of like a brand new side that we have not explored at all. And I love that you kind of work with a lot of different modalities to help people grow into a higher version of themselves. So it's we're just so excited to have this conversation with you. So I'm curious to know, we heard you on Sahara's podcast and you were talking about Starseeds. And I honestly i haven't listened to a podcast in a long time like i don't even listen to our podcast and i was i couldn't get enough of it and everything that you were talking about i was like ooh this one or that one or this one or that one and alien star seeds all of this has come into our realm like kind of in and out of our awareness throughout the last few years and i feel like now is the time that i want to really dive into some of these these energies and understanding them so what kind of brought you into this realm of starseeds and talking about all the different ones and their characteristics and things like that
2: so years ago i was uh, at a coaching convention or sort of meeting sort of thing and i met someone and it was one of those people that i felt like i knew like immediately i'm like i i know like i know them i don't know i don't know them but i know them and she had the same kind of feeling, and and we were just like chatting and just at the convention or whatever it was. And at one point, because I, I mentioned something like that, and she goes, "Have you heard of Star Seeds?" And I'm like, "No," and she said, "Look it up." And and I don't think I did that. Nate. Like, and then we had this exercise where you had to like partner off, and you had to put like your hand on their heart, and their un- And so of course I'm matched with her. And so it felt so like it was weird, but not at all. like it felt strangely comfortable with this total stranger and later on, when I, I it was like the seed was planted, no pun intended, and for a while i just i looked it up, I didn't really understand, and I just kind of moved on and just recently i I have no idea, honestly, I have no idea why it just it just clicked for me, and I started looking into it, and I was like you just kind of i wasn't I was ready to look into yeah. it yeah and i was fascinated and i just kept sharing it and i started doing this on tiktok and just like hey do you think you're starseed like just really cash and just doing my thing and and as i started to get more into it i started to get more into it <laughs> <So> It was, <laughs> and it is fascinating and there is there are times where i'm s- skeptical and there's other times where i'm full in just like any other modality other there's such a sliding scale in, in terms of that. But for the starseed, it's been fascinating because I was never like, you know, celestial beings and interdimensionals and all this. I That wasn't my language. And so it's now starting to kind of build that up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. So for what, everyone listening who's like, okay, what is this? What's a starseed? Can you explain <laughs> a little bit about what that is or what those people are, if you will?
2: <laughs> those people. So Starseeds are like, or souls or spirits or entities, what you will, that aren't native, like they're not from here natively. So they may be from another galaxy, star system, planet or whatnot, and who have reincarnated or incarnated here for a specific purpose.
1: Mm. Okay. I. It's so funny because, and I, I was debating if I wanted to get into this later or now, but I'm just going to get into it now. So The reason why I was so excited to even see this pop up on Sahara's podcast and then run into you and everything like that is because years ago, my now mother-in-law booked me a Reiki session with this very intuitive woman. And in the session afterwards, you know, we're silent like the whole time. And then afterwards, I wake up and she's like, I just wanted you to know, and you already know this, that you're an alien. And I was like, What, bitch? (laughs) Like, no, I'm not. And um, she was like, you're an alien and you are from, gosh, I can't even remember the like place. But then she said like something about Ashtar Commander and like me being in relation to that and just whatever. It all went over my head. And I was like, okay, I'm not really on the alien train right now. But then once I started learning a bit more about starseeds, fast forward to you know years later, I feel like I'm finally ready to really look at what that means. And, and I just resonate with so much of the things that you've shared. So how can someone know if they are a starseed or not?
2: And I love that that story of... I thought like you drifted off and she told you like where you went <laughs> I was waiting for like how was your, your <laughs> are you syrian and you just drifted off and went back to the because sometimes like their intuitives are like there's some intuitives there's some people who they do this they they have soul origin like sessions you can do i, I had one just like this past week and there's there are people that can help you and we can talk about later but you know who can help figure out where you may be from and your soul origin and so she was one of them for you and just be able to say and mentioned all these things. Interesting, but generally, well, first, if you're if you're investigating star seeds to begin with, that's probably a clue, right? But generally, if there's sense of it, could be like if you have a sense, a general sense of homesickness, but you don't know why. If you're drawn to the stars, if you feel like or have been told that you're an old soul, if you're very, I know everyone's is empathetic, but you have you feel like definitely. More on the empath side of that. Feeling different and not really belonging. Like there's again, it's it's just like this gut feel, like you just feel like you're not even from here. Let and I don't mean like like part of a clique or something. You just feel like you're just not he- from here. You may be drawn to deep spiritual practices. You may have some psychic abilities. Either you and some people have them and they're scared of them and they suppress them, or other people will say, you know, don't let anyone see that. Generally. Peaceful, like you have an aversion to violence uh, or even conflict in general. This one, and this was I, when I was researching this one, like babies, animals, and seniors are drawn to you. Like there's a like you, they look at you and they, they feel like a sense of safety or recognition almost.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, it's there's more, and it, it also depends on like the the star seed. Uh, there's so many different. So many, like there's Starseed families and there's just so many offshoots and so many different ones. Like uh, still, I'm still looking into them and researching them. But even amongst those, there's like slightly different characteristics and traits. But the ones I just described are generally the ones that you can say, okay, that's me. I might be a Starseed.
0: Yeah, that's so fascinating. And I resonate with every single one of those things that you said on that list. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But the main one that I resonate with is feeling homesick. And I talk about this a lot on this podcast, actually. I have felt this way since a small child, always. I've always felt I don't really feel like I want to be here in this time on earth. And I feel like I don't want to drive in a car. I don't want to be inside a building in school all day. I don't want to have lights. I don't want to have money. I don't want any of this. And from a really young age, I remember feeling like, I want to go back home. Don't know where that is. Um, And also I felt really from a young age connected to like wanting to live off the land and wanting to live in a more communal environment, not wanting to have technology. All of those things are things that I deeply, deeply felt from a young age. And honestly, it was felt hard for me to just accept normal day-to-day life, like going to school, hearing the bell ring, and then you have to stand up like, All of those rules that other kids seem to just be like, oh, this is just the way it is. For me, I always felt like resistant to all of it and feeling that longing and homesickness. And just like Shayna, I used to not be someone who was really connected to consciousness outside of this planet or aliens or things like that. It just wasn't like a part of my Viewpoint or what re- really resonated with me. But so many people have told me in the course of my life, like, have you heard of a starseed? Just like your story, Paul. And I'm like, no. And they're like, look it up because you're one of them. I'm like, oh. So, you know, it's come back <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, so that's why, yeah, both Shana and I are like so curious and having this like moment where we're ready to, to talk about this conversation. But so for people listening that have felt that feeling of, homesickness and feeling just a little bit different. And I definitely think that it's like a vibe, like a feeling that you feel that's almost indescribable, but really felt energetically. So that's how people can really know. And plus, I think if you found your way to this conversation, or if you found your way to a lot of these different like healing realms, you already know that you're someone who is a light worker, someone who's different, someone who's here to bring a different vibration to this planet. But how many people would you say, I know that this is not like a definitive answer, but how many people are star seeds? Is it like common to be a star seed? Is it more rare? Is it becoming more common? Like more and more souls are incarnating that are bringing this, this lineage with them.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. It's funny because that that is something that came up. I, I did a, a, a TikTok a post just the other day, and it really depends on the source. I've seen less than one percent, and I've seen as much as eighty percent. And it just like how do you calculate that? It's not like there's a, a census that goes around and it also depends maybe uh, on like what like where we are here like where we are as humankind does it need more help does it need because starseeds like their overall mission is to raise the vibration of humankind that's that's basically it now to do that we have to awaken and so there's a lot of starseeds that are walking around that are asleep still they like they don't realize that they are that or they're too much in their shadow and so part of what we do as starseeds is to work on ourselves first so that we can like collectively raise the consciousness of of humankind and and help that them out right because they're so anywhere from one to i tend to go on the smaller side i tend to go one to five percent at most the reason being is if everyone is a starseed you know that would be lovely, but there, was, there wouldn't be much, it'd be like too many of us. Like there, to me, it feels like there should be a ratio, uh, a correct, so that we can help other other earthbound spirits or whoever's here to help them elevate. If we're all here, like who would we help elevate? Or we just be staring, it's like a bunch of firefighters. There's no fire. They're just kind of staring at each other. Going, Where do we <laughs> go, right? And so it's, I, I tend to go on the smaller side because I feel like that we're, we're, more powerful in some way because there's there's more work to do. So that stretches us.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it doesn't... Obviously, it's not quantifiable like we can't ever know, but it kind of doesn't matter because like focusing on yourself and awakening yourself um, and what you resonate with as your truth and what's helpful for you to raise the v- vibration of the planet as much as you can. It, it Like you said, if some people are, if, if everyone was, but like half of the people are asleep, then it's still your job to just do your job, right? Like clean up your side of the street, like be responsible for your vibration and, and how you're affecting others. But it's so interesting because Kind of just a little bit back to what you were saying with this homesick feeling. I've felt that so deeply that I feel like I'm so comfortable with the earth and like with home and school and all the things that Dana was like, this is not my life. I don't belong here. I felt like this is fine. But I also feel like, you know, I could go to sleep at night and like be in a different galaxy or like literally fly away tomorrow. Like I'd be fine with that. I don't feel connected to the earth in that way. But I've always been a huge sci-fi nerd. Like I've seen every Star Trek, Star Wars, like freaking a Stargate, Doctor Who, like every sci-fi thing you could ever see. And it was always just since I've been... A little kid like yeah of course aliens are real like but I don't need to worry about that because like when they're here they're here but like they're not in my physical existence right now like it's not a it's not like a big deal to me it's like yeah so when I was told I was an alien that's when I was like okay but that's a little bit like am wouldn't i know if i was an alien and now it's resonating you saying like (laughs) being that that feeling of asleep and kind of kind of letting that sink in a little bit with me so can you explain i guess i know there's a lot of different families and a lot of different like things that you could get into but could you touch on like some of the main starseed families
2: yeah, and just before I jump in there, some a point that you made was that, you know, I don't, like you said, you feel more comfortable. there are, the, the star, like I said, those were general traits, but there are some starseeds who love being here. Like, they dig it. Like, they're, so what, what comes to mind, like Blu-rays or Lyrans, you know, so, like people who are just, they love the experience and adventure of being here, right? There are some that would say that, and I've read this a couple of times, where Earth is, was actually some people call it like a soul school, also like a vacation spot. Like it's weird to think like this was a vacation spot. This was a place for people just to explore and play, like what you do on vacation. You just you're not doing your work. Well, maybe now we do a little bit. <laughs> so, but it, it's a place to just chill out and and just explore. And so for for some star seeds, like I said, the Blu-rays, the, the Lyrons There's a couple other that they really feel at home here. They love it so it's very much like you can still very much be starseed and enjoy your time here there's some that like the Mentakans or lumerians and so like it's it's a struggle to be here but again that's just general so i just wanted to say that before so there's so many but there's like six general kind of like the ogs that are the the big the big six kind of so the first would be the palladians and so they're like a heart-centered, more of a feminine energy, gentle, empathetic, they have a high high EQ, perfectionist. They tend to get into things like uh, astrology, arts, anything artistic, creative, uh, they could be healers. They're very highly sensitive. And they too, see, like they, they are earthly, they like sensual, they're free-spirited. So, so they too love kind of the adventure here. And so very sensual in terms of the senses and playing around and all that. Now, I can also talk about what they need to work on as well, because we have all these lovely, beautiful traits, but all the starseeds also have, like, we talked about the collective mission, like I said, but a lot of them have, like, a personal mission. And so the personal mission is unique, of course, to to everyone. But generally, let's say for Pleiadians, because they're so open-hearted, they tend not always of course but they tend to get into relationships which don't serve them because they also have a hard time so they're they're they need to work like on their throat chakra they need to open up they have to work on their self-worth and when they don't when they they step when they're not stepping into that space they get into like abusive relationships hey are very similar that way even more actually so Palladians are like, yeah, that divine, almost that divine feminine kind of energy. So that's one. Another one, Arcturian, which when I first started getting into this, I was like, as soon as I started reading, I was like, that's me, that's me, that's me. Which I got confirmed with uh, this other um, this wow. session I got. Well, there was three, Arcturian, Syrian, and Pleiadian. And I knew I had a feeling of Palladian and Syrian because I'd been connected. I'd been contacted by it. So Arcturians are more, more masculine, even though they, they can go, they try to balance, they tend to go more on the masculine side. They love communicating, very strong will. They're, they're great, great advice givers. They're, they're great at holding space for others, great leaders. Like I said, they're, they're good at like public speaking, anything uh, social media, for example, they can be strong at. Natural healers, they tend, this is the one, that's very specific they tend to go to shamanism and i think for me that was a big clue they tend they're, they're drawn more to shamanistic proc- practices they're compassionate they, they're all about harmony and balance they love sacred geometry anything with codes and signals so arcturian light language is something that it's not mathematical i don't want to say that but there is something about the logic so they they really they really straddle the line between logic and creativity and just are adventurous as well. What they have to work on is, and this is very a Scorpio of them, they have a big shadow side. <laughs> and so <laughs> probably the deepest shadow side that of the other. So they need to work on that shadow. And I can attest to that big time because you can get swallowed up by the shadow if you're not worried. And, and it's hard. And
1: what is the shadow?
2: The shadow side is, and this is something I talk about a lot too, is... This is the side of you that you deny. So like every, anything that you deny or suppress or anything about you, you put off. Anytime you're triggered, that's your shadow side. So if, if you're triggered by someone who sh- shows up late all the time, that's because there's something about that. There's some energy around that that you have to work on. What
1: is the shadow for Arcturians specifically? Like do oh, they have saying, a specific sorry. shadow?
2: No, every, it's because it's, it's personal. But they. Oh, they I see. Yeah, so they don't have a collective. Sorry, miss, miss.
1: No, no. I know. I love the explanation of shadow, though, too.
2: <laughs> so, no, there isn't a collective shadow, but everyone comes with their own baggage, so to speak, and so it's all it's it's easy to get drawn into that darker space, but you need to be able to step back into it unscathed.
0: Interesting. So, for Arcturians. Anytime that they're triggered by something, it's so important to do that deeper inner work and really look at their shadow and and take responsibility. And that will bring them into their highest expression as a leader and someone who's really balanced and all of these the highest expressions of it.
2: Yeah. And I, I mean you could say that for anyone, period, right? Is is yeah. that that triggered experience. But I think it carries more weight for our two.
0: Mm, interesting. So I definitely think that my husband is an Arcturian, definitely. And I think he might also have other energy as well. And as you're speaking, like I was thinking of different female friends that I have that are maybe astrologers or, you know, work in the spiritual realm that really remind me of this Palladian energy, like very soft and very feminine and very heart-centered. And, you know, in their lowest expression, maybe don't have firm boundaries and, or have, you know, gotten into those toxic relationships. But it's interesting to just feel like such a different kind of, distinguishable frequency between just those two.
2: Oh yeah and even though like i said that's why th- there's the general traits and then you get into more specific and then add to that and we can add, talk about later but the most common question i get is can i be more than one and we've already talked about that absolutely so it's it's more about like what resonates with you most rather than like trying to be a hundred percent you rarely is someone just a hundred percent of one
0: Okay, love it. Okay, so what would be next?
2: Okay, so Andromedans, This is this, there's, there's a couple of water worlds, so to speak. So Mentakins are one, Lumerians, Syrian bees, and Andromedans. 85% homeworld is 85% water. Very high frequency. So Andromedans have a hard time being here because they're so used to being at a higher frequency. This 3D energy, to them, it feels dense. It feels, so it's a little bit harder for them to be here. They're quiet, they're gentle, very childlike, just a curious, that sort of like childlike innocence, if you will. They're skilled at reading the Akashic records compared to everyone else. They too balance creativity and logic, love nature. And this is another thing with all Starseeds, recharge in nature. They're great at, like they could be great judges because they can see through BS big time. And they're not influenced as much. They're great leaders. But the one thing that Andromedans really value above everything else is freedom. And so they are like your freedom fighters. Like those are the ones that they're like the quiet warriors. They're the people that you want on your side when you know the glove drops, when it comes to to valuing freedom. So it's really, really important to them. What they need to work on is also they need to work on self-worth. They also need, because they they like to jump around, is really committing to something and staying with something. And also they struggle between doing what they want to do versus what they feel like they should be doing. And so again, coming to this place of self-worth and just understanding that they are worthy, that they can do what they want. And they don't have to always be pigeonholed into what they have to do. Because again, it's freedom. But they also see the other side of being linear and logical in that way.
1: Interesting. Okay. It's so crazy because, you know, these are big themes in human design with the different types and different things that are within your human design chart. And of course, every single person has a unique design. And then to kind of layer on to it, if you are a starseed and what conditioning you might specifically be navigating with your design at that you chose to incarnate during this time, at the time that you're born, to have this design to navigate life right now. So it's just really fascinating. My mind's like, oh, okay, (laughs) that kind of reminds me of manifestors, but that kind of reminds me of generators. And yeah, so, so, so fascinating.
2: Yeah, and it's funny because I do think of this too, because then you have, like, how do you integrate, like, let's say your starseed with, let's say, your, your astrological chart, your human design, your Enneagram, your like... How does that all fit? Because you could say, like, I'm an Enneagram 9, bang on, absolutely. I don't like conflict. I'm a peacekeeper, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm a Sun Scorpio with a Leo rising and an Aries moon. And how's that? Okay. And then I'm a 5 1 generate. Like, and, and so <laughs> it's like this mental gymnastics, like, how do I fit in all this? In the end, though, we're talking about generalities. We're talking about labels in some ways. We're talking about similarities. But in the end, you are you, and that's your superpower. And you know, you can dismiss any and all of this, but you can still feel like, you know what, I don't know exactly which one, but I feel like some of this resonates. I, I don't know if I'm this or that, but I just, I feel connected to something otherworldly.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like, what is helpful? Like, what is meaningful to you right now? And that feels like alignment, you know, especially like in human designs lens, it's like, okay, use your strategy and authority. But then with where you're resonating, and is this true or is it not? Like, is it helpful? Is it meaningful? And for me, it's like, I. I resonate with like bits of every single one. And then I'm like, but then I hear something. And I'm like, oh, but I'm not quiet. <laughs> or, <laughs> oh, but I'm not calm. And I'm like, well, okay. But I definitely feel like this planet is not my planet. And I've always felt that. So anyways, I'm like going on rants. But <laughs> what what would be the next one after Andromedans?
2: Lyrans. And these are one of the oldest, if not the oldest uh, ones. Definitely masculine energy, old soul energy, like older than than most. These two are pleasure seekers and adventurers. Again, they enjoy their time down here. Like their sacral and their root chakra, chakras are very strong. Um, they too are sensual. They are passionate. They like diversity. They get bored easily. So they like having variety in what it is they, they like to do. They're fiercely independent. They're leaders. They can be seen as like sort of stern and a bit stoic at times, but when you get to know them, they're, they're, they are passionate and pleasurable and they enjoy connecting with others. They're spontaneous. And, and for them very much, you know, like we were talking earlier, there's the idea of committing and staying with one thing also about working on patience, because especially when you are used to, let's say, like a 5D or any sort of higher energy things, come like that. Like everything is manifested immediately, and so they can get a little impatient when they have to actually wait for something. <laughs> they have to like they have to to work on that manifestation a little bit, so they get impatient and also boundaries. So there's a lot of boundaries is one that is common with a lot of these star seeds because they come from different like different regions, and so let's say haydarians i'm not speaking necessarily about them today but haydarians they are all about unconditional love like complete unconditional love and so when they come here there's conditional love and so they have a they struggle mightily with that cuz they give 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 and then they end up like the pleiadians being with partners who cannot like they can't meet that expectation at all so either the starseed that partner gets resentful or the other partner who can't match up can get abusive or just whatever there's a disconnect. And so in many ways, all the starseeds have that thing that they 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 struggle with down here. And so for Lyrens it's it's patience. Like just being able to commit, have the boundaries and be patient.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Oh, Jinx! (laughs) I really resonate with that feeling of being impatient when you're manifesting. Like, okay, I thought it in my head. Like, where is it? And you're like, oh, we're on the Earth plane. Like, (laughs) where's my car? Yeah, exactly. And you're waiting for it, and and you know, it's like you feel like it should already be there the second that it comes into your mind. So I really resonate with that. And someone, one of my friends, has done a reading for me. Like a a, one of my friends that has psychic abilities, and she told me that I had Lyrian ancestry and energy and Lemurian. And so that was really interesting to me because at the time I didn't know what it was. Whereas I don't really resonate so much with the like really grounded, comfortable side of Lirian, like being comfortable on this earth. But I do resonate with that message of like learning to have patience and learning to kind of, that that's one of the big soul lessons.
2: Yeah. And it's funny. It's it, So you've already resonated with certain ones and sort of not rejected, but you're just like, yeah, you know, I don't really see myself there. So that's really cool. So the next one is Orions. So they are, I I like them to like the Vulcans. They're kind of that stoic, logical, they have a thirst for knowledge that is unlike any of the other ones. They need a lot of proof for things, Whereas, let's say someone like Andromedans will just take anything off, just, you know, you said it, okay, must be true. Uh, Whereas the Orions are like, "Mm, yeah, I need more convincing. So they need that kind of that hard logic. They're very much about the science and tech, as you can imagine. They are curious. They're very much solitaire or they like to work in small groups. They have a million questions. So they love seeking out teachers and and guides and mentors who can just sit and answer their questions. They make great teachers because they're just curious. They can get lost in books. They can get lost in, in, in all of that. But they're not humorless slugs they are you know they 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 have confidence you know they can be confident and they can take some of this into romantic relationships but they do struggle a bit with that they have wicked senses of humor they are great manifestors we were just talked about manifesting and they make great entrepreneurs so for orions they have to work on their heart center as you can imagine there's there's that's something that they need to work on learn to be more trusting and also they can because they can come across as arrogant and know it-alls, they have to soften their language a little bit and just be more gracious and a little bit more gratitude, a little bit more thankful. Because it's not that they intend to be that way. It just it's it's just that facade. Again, like just think of the Vulcans, very direct, straightforward, just just the facts, Jack. But like I said, they do have like that compassionate, lovely side. It's just it's it you have to move past the facade.
1: Interesting. So, with these seeds, these star seeds, what is it like? The main thing they're here to to give, like I know it's raising the vibration of the planet, but when you're looking at like the Orions, is the main thing that they're giving, you know, in their highest expression, their logic and their solutions.
2: Yes, so that's a great question. So, a lot of them, yes, they you can they can have another sort of collective, sort of like sub collective. And so for some of them, let's say the Blu-rays, their job is to lay the path for other Star Seeds. For some of them, they are like the builders. They could like, so the Orion's, yes, integrating, you know, science and tech and helping and build that part. Whereas the Pleiadians, they're about like connecting with, with heart source. And so that that they come at it in different ways, just like you kind of mentioned. And so they all they all connect in a different way.
1: So the Palladians are giving like their their heart connection, okay. And then the Andromedans divine feminine intuition. And
2: Andromedans Andromedans are, are like uh, they too are like peacekeepers, the guardians, the protectors, the architects. Oh, that's sorry, that's the Arcturians. Andromedans Andromedans are. Are also the divine feminine, so just think of like more the nurturing side. Orions actually help to connect with source power, and so you have that the tech side, but they also they also have like that spiritual connection. So just just to look at that, yeah.
1: Okay, and so then next after the Orions would be what?
2: Yeah, the last one is the uh, Syrians, and Syrians can be broken up A B C. C is more of a dimensional thing, but in many ways they're all dimensional. Sirius B, as I mentioned before, is more of a water world. That's where you get like the mermaids and the merpeople, people, all that kind of stuff. And Sirius A is more of a land. But Syrians tend to be, like you could break that up, but when people talk about Syrians, they tend to talk in general. So Syrians are, they too are more on the feminine. They a lot of ascended masters actually tend to be. From there, so Sirius B is uh, the unicorns. Apparently, live there. <laughs> That's where the unicorns. Oh, <laughs> the unicorns! Wow,
0: interesting. Uh,
2: yeah, like like Jesus Christ as an ascended master is supposed to be Syrian. So is that? These are builders and protectors. Uh, the Syrians they like a simple spiritual kind of life. They don't like it to be too complicated or too messy. Intelligent, they're natural leaders. They have a warrior mindset, but not necessarily in a come at me, bro. Not that kind of, but they're, they're willing to put themselves on the line for what they, what they feel is, is right. They tend to like small groups of people rather than having like a million friends. They like, like a smaller circle of friends. Yeah. I think what they bring is a sense of harmony and balance. And what they have to work on is they will hold on to stuff a little too long so it's like just letting go of stuff especially the past is 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 releasing emotions around that and also to express themselves more emotional so they're they kind of remind me very much of like Scorpio your traditional Scorpio in that they love like they people will come to them and just like you know everything goes in the vault but they don't reciprocate as much and so th- Part of what they need to work on is opening up more, expressing themselves more, and connecting more with others. Or else they can be a bit standoffish.
1: So, what is the difference? You know, with with Syrian C being more dimensional, is there any differences? Like, is it the same kind of traits?
2: Yeah, there's not much to be honest. There's not a lot of documentation around. I haven't seen much in the way of even channeling with with, with the the C's. So that's why there's not much. On there, yeah. There's some star seeds that don't have a lot of connection or is not channeled much, like like the Polarians, which is weird because the, I they contacted me and it's it's they rarely channeled. Really? Yeah. And so they Polarians? had a mission. That, yeah, the Polaris. Yeah, and they're very small. There are star seeds like Polaris star seeds, but they're they're few in number. They're kind of like the Orions. They're truly like the architects, the builders. They're kind of quiet in the backdrop, but. Yeah, they contacted me and there was something about like looking for the Zeta Grays, which is another race and they wanted me to join them like that, that's your fight not mine, bro. So, whereas the wow, Syrians when they wow. when they yeah, when they contacted me, it was almost like a test. They were like, we're just seeing, are you open? Are you okay? We'll we'll be back. We'll be back, hold you. So, <laughs> I'm 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 openly courting them right now and just hoping that they'll <laughs> they'll come back and we wow. can chat a little bit. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Interesting. And I wanted to ask you, so with Sirius B being like this water planet, is that related to Muntalkins with whales and dolphins? Are they connected or are those different starseed families?
2: Those are different. So the Muntalkins are, are different, but there, there are similarities in that um, some of the souls or spirits that have left could be incarnated as whales, dolphins, any of those. So there's that. And same like Lumerians too, right? There's that sense of, of freedom and the water and just and even like for the Mintakans, like the water is different it's a different density it does a different feel so uh, it's super clear it's different dimensional like and so when they come to the water here it's not the same obviously mm-hmm. but at least it has it's there's a similarity And sirius, sirius b has that property so like i said andromedans sirius b mentakin and uh, lumeria have that, that kind of water and uh, Atlant- atlanteans too i guess you can to kind of throw that in there.
1: Gosh, water's a big theme. So could you share a little bit about the Mntaukans too?
2: The Mintalkins are... I'm trying to cast my mind back speaking about them. Uh, the Mintalkins. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah, no, no, it's okay. I'm just trying. So it's a higher density. They're also about the freedom and they also do love the sensual. They're also very open-hearted, very heart-centered. They too like the simple, simple spiritual life. They don't like to get into conflict they just kind of like want to do their thing and go back home right and 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 really yeah. sit with with that self they do have a sense of homesickness probably more than others do because they're if i'm not mistaken i think their i think their home world was was destroyed because there's some that have been destroyed and so like even the lyrans i think it was usually it's people blame it on the reptilians and the the Dracos and it's the usual cast of suspects and then they get dispersed. And so the Mentakins, they got dispersed. And so for them, there's, there, there is that ache and being on earth doesn't quite make the cut for them. And so they do struggle with that, that being present and being here and being able to, to share. So I think some of what they have to work on is like some of the other ones we talk about, that's that sense of worth and boundaries. Because they, they have that, not that like I hate the term broken. It's that's that's not them. Like because they can be very compassionate, funny, they're healers as well, all that kind of stuff. I think colors is a thing for them as well. Color therapy, aromatherapy. But if they stay in that shadow side of seeking, like they can attach to someone or some situation that's not gonna serve them, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, definitely. So for me, whales and dolphins have such a deep resonance. Like I have such a deep resonance with them that any of those water star families that come from those water planets instantly, it just feels like so resonant for me in a way that I like feel so deeply. I almost can't describe. And Shane and I have talked about this because she's like, (laughs) I do not feel that way. And I'm like, I can't, Help but feel just so deeply connected to whales and dolphins and like dreaming of them and thinking of them and swimming with them and traveling places where I can be around them. So it's just so interesting to me. That is something that really like instantly it's such a specific resonance that it really clicks into gear for me.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're definitely a Mintakan.
0: <laughs>
1: but
2: well, they, I mean, they,
0: obviously,
1: a serious bee.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the Mintaukins too, tune that's come a bit, is they can also be controlling. And they can be people pleasers too. And so that's just something to, to watch out for as well. Like it's kind of connected to what I was saying before of that, that sense of longing. And so it's, you've got to be careful of where you place that sense of longing. So this is where self-healing and self-love really come come to bear.
0: Interesting. So, my question with all of these, this um, like information on star seeds, is most of it channeled? Like, where is the source coming from? Is there really like a handful of people that have been able to channel it? Or is it kind of like many people have channeled different pieces in their own way and then collectively come together and built like a resonant story that people can kind of agree upon as, as far as their own channeling?
2: That's you. you... Said everything I would have said.
0: <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> because, yeah, great.
2: Because I do get that. That's another common question I get. It's like, well, like, what's the... like, where does this come from? Yeah, where,
0: how do people know this? Yeah. And it's interesting what what you said with you know having that those beings kind of like come to you. So as I was mentioning, aliens and just consciousness outside of this planet was never something that I resonated with before. And you know, so many people over time started telling me that I was a starseed, started telling Shayna, and together we're adding up our stories. And there got to this point that I was like, why is this happening so much? Like, why are so many people telling me that I need to look into this? Or, you know, all of these different things. And one day I was doing breath work actually with Shayna, but we were doing it remotely. And I was so deep in it. Like I got to this space where I was like communicating with like God and just everything. And I was like, I could ask anything from this point, And I was conscious of that. And so I said, okay, I can ask anything at this point. I want to know about like these extraterrestrial beings and consciousness from another planet. Like I want to know what's the deal with this. And so from this really deep, Place. I asked that. And I had this experience that was so profound where I met this being that was like in a body, but like almost like a see-through translucent, like almost like a higher dimension body that wasn't completely dense. And it was like a light grayish blue kind of see-through glowing and its eyes we were so blue that I've never seen anything more blue in my life. And we were looking at each other face to face, and without it communicating, I felt this knowing that it was telling me, like almost like communicating in a telepathic way. Like, yes, like here we are. And I was asking, like, why? And it's like, well, because I am you. We love you. We're here to take care of you. You know, we're here to guide you because we're one in the same. And I felt so much love. You know, mostly what I felt from that conversation was the feelings and the emotions. I felt so much love. I felt so much wisdom. I felt such a high vibration. Like, it literally was moving me to tears. And this being was so beautiful. And I felt so one in the same with it. Like, I could feel that I was it and it was me and we like in this whole thing. And after I came out of this breathwork session, I immediately called Shay and I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but something happened and it really changed my life. So I don't know what kind of being I met or if it qualifies in any of these things. I've tried to Google so many times and I found images that kind of resonate with what like the characteristics and colors and things that I saw, but mostly my big takeaway was the emotions that I felt from it and how much I felt like it healed me to know that this is like a positive force that's guiding us and loving us and supporting us and that we can tap into that if we choose.
2: Beautiful, I love it. So you, you, you found that profound connection and that, that you said, I was gonna say, that, connect, that was you. Like that was like a mirror in some way. And so you were able to, because it was such a deep, like it's love. Right And so yeah. that translucent blue like there are books and resources that like will try to like do the physical aspects of the star seeds. I don't get too much into that because if you're in if you're here you're just gonna look how you look. and so it's not necessarily that Lyrans will have like cat- like guys. that's I, I don't know how true that is. I doubt it, but what you saw was like it was a transmission, but it almost like from within.
0: Right. Definitely. Cause it was that feeling of like, I'm seeing this being that's that at first you're feeling like is not me, but then you're realizing it is me. Like we are literally one in the same in these different realms or different times or et cetera. Um, And I also wanted to ask you about Lemuria and Atlantis I know that we're kind of running out of time here and this is kind of a big can of worms to open up but I'm curious about Lemuria and Atlantis and what their connection is to star seeds what their connection is to aliens and you know this is something that I really, Lemuria was something that I connected with on such a deep level as well. Same thing with like whales and dolphins that kind of opened my spiritual path up in a deeper way. And it's like this feeling for me, this connection of like, without even really knowing what it means, you almost have this feeling of like an internal remembrance. So I wanted to ask you, what is Lemuria and Atlantis?
2: Yeah, those are ancient old civilizations. And, you know, Atlantis, there's not as much out there. Like Plato talked about Atlantis and sort of the the lost civilization, lost city, but it's more of a civilization rather than a city. There's there's arguments over like where it is and all that. Lumeria, I believe, is around the Indian Ocean. That's they say. That's at least where it. They, they both got destroyed one way or another. I think Lumeria was more. They claim the reptilians took it, whereas Atlantis was more an implosion. Again, not hundred percent sure on the Atlanteans, but definitely both were like these kind of utopian societies. In terms of the connection with seeds, is when they collapsed, sort of like the more advanced, I'm doing air quotes, advanced beings were reincarnated. Like they were, that's where the connection with seeds. or there was, there's a belief that the Pleiadians, the Syrians, the Arcturians and the Lyrans had a hand in creating both. And Lumeria was more of the feminine and Atlantis was more of the masculine. So the masculine is where, you know, more shit got done. And on uh, Lumeria, it was more about that typical divine, like the nurturing, growing, all that kind of stuff. And so Lumerians in general, like especially with star seeds, tend to be like healers, highly sensitive people, kind of like misfits almost sometimes. They too struggle with being down here because of the density, water lovers, you know, uh, nature lovers, old souls, especially for those two, because they, they, they are like they predate most other civilizations. Mount Shasta, which I think is in...
0: In California.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they say, like the, the spirit of Lumeria lives there. So it's a place that a lot of people make pilgrimages to, who, who define Lumeria are also known as Mu. I think it's Mu. So there is that connection. It, it, because of those four OG starseed families having a hand in that, so they got kind of plucked out of there and brought back in. The Atlanteans, a little bit more on the social side, tend to... Have more of deja vu feeling, more empath, something also about colors, very strong with color therapy or just just in colors in general. So they are kind of similar, but there there were some differences between the two.
1: Interesting. So Atlantis and Lemuria were both on Earth, to be clear. And yes. the the star seeds though are coming from not Earth but Not incarnating <laughs> here on Earth. I just want to like clarify for yeah. everyone listening who's like, okay, wait, what? Um, <laughs> okay, so a few questions. What is, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, what is like the oldest Starseed family?
2: Lyran is up there. I think Lyrans are probably the OG. Blu-rays are also quite old. Yeah,
1: that was my other question, was what are Blu-rays? <laughs>
2: Oh, Blu-rays, like they, they too have, I think I mentioned earlier, they have no problem being here. They love being here. They love adventure. They love they love just living the la vida loca. They like spending money. They like having fun. They like like I'm not saying they party, but they kind of like that, that kind of energy. Their goal really is to to lay the, the foundation for other star seeds. So they they were one of the that's why I say they were one of the OGs. And so they came here first just to to set the tone. So they are also... They're sensitive. Okay, so Blu-rays are kind of similar to... We didn't talk about the Star Children. So Indigo, Rainbow... I don't know if you've heard like Indigo Children, Rainbow, Crystal, Diamond Children. That's kind of like an offshoot yeah. of Star Seeds. Okay, well, we don't have time for that one. But <laughs> so so <laughs> Blu-rays are are similar kind of to, to Indigo Children. They also... Are more of the divine feminine. They are peacemakers. They they have like sensitivities actually to food, skin, and that's also with a lot of the star children. Like they have a lot of sensitivities, which why star children need to have star seed parents because they can pick up on that sensitivity and can help them grow into this place. Blu-rays help to transmute lower energy into to higher energies. Um, They're not from any star system. That's the difference with with Blu-rays. Is they're not from necessarily a place. So they just are. Interesting. Yeah, that's why they're considered kind of like one of, like they're just they just they're just there, as opposed. So I resonate
1: the most with that one with Blu-rays actually, which I was initially thinking Syrians, but you brought up Blu-rays a few times, and I'm like, that feels like my truth. And I do like expensive shit. Like that's that's true too. <laughs>
2: well and, and they, they they sometimes a lot of not always, and this is a general, like they, they tend to have rougher childhoods. That resonates. Yeah. Like I said, healers, they're truth tellers, that they they enjoy being here. And so they have they set the tone for the other star seeds to come in. So like Lyran's, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Like I mean, like those the, the six that we kind of went through, those would kind of the, the olders, but Lyran and Blu-rays, I would say.
0: Hmm, so interesting. So for people that are listening at home, I think when you hear these kind of archetypes and you hear these qualities, I definitely... Think that it's kind of like this inner resonance, this ping in your body when something feels familiar or rings your bell, it's like look into that and get curious and do some research and maybe sit with it in meditation and and you know discover if there's something there for you, a lineage that you're connected to, or you know, something that you can really learn from that. But I wanted to ask you, you know, when people come to this and they've learned what the different ones are, I know that you have a guidebook on your website, which we'll definitely put a link to, but how can people begin to work with this information or begin to infuse? it into their lives? Like, what would the next step be as far as like learning the lessons from this or integrating it in some way to your life?
2: Yeah, I love that question. You know, I think like we talked about earlier, like, you know, it's because people have asked me that too. It's like, now what? And I say to them, okay, well, what did you do when you found out you were a Libra? Or you can see what resonates most with you, what lessons there might be in that. I think like, this is where trusting your intuitive voice serves you most i can't tell you necessarily what the next step is what i would invite you to do like you said is to sit and reflect on it what gets stirred up what comes to you first whether it's an image or if you have you know a sound or smell something that that just that alerts you to something and so when you kind of gather all this information because it can be a lot of intellectual information but what's resonating with you here in your heart like what what is sitting with you and then what is it about it like why that like what is it about that thing that just like is it what rung your bell why is that and and to and to learn to start to integrate and if if it's shadow side then maybe it's shadow work or if you meditate or meditate upon it like even ask if you if you connect with spirit guides you can ask your guides like okay what do i do next if you don't have spirit guides just ask yourself in the meditation, just, okay, just release that out to the universe, to source, to God, whatever it is, divine master, and just say, and ask ask that, like, what, what do I do with this? What's my next step? And open up that, that connection and that conversation so then you can get the information so you can start to integrate and take those steps because it's your journey. And so for me to directly tell you, do this, this, and this, it, it may not feel right for you.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's such wisdom. And, Um, You know, it reminds me that in human design, we say, you are your own authority. And it's basically like we're moving into this time where there's always gonna be people that you can learn from. There's always gonna be teachers and mentors and guides and books that you can read. And all of that's beautiful. But also we all have this inner authority. We all have this internal body wisdom that's always there for us that we're able to access if we lean into that and we trust ourselves and we get curious and we make that space. So I love that insight. I think that for me, learning about this, you know, learning about Lemuria and things like that, it's been some of the most exciting moments for me to sit with, like, why did this resonate and how can I do more research and get my book, my hands on a new book? And it's always been like a path of just, enlivening curiosity to kind of sit with these things and to allow yourself to be your own authority and to put those questions out to the universe and kind of see what comes back for you. And I also wanted to ask you, you know, something we talk about a lot in human design are these astrological shifts that we go through as a collective. And you know, we really believe from the perspective of human design that we're in the middle of this huge kind of shift in our evolution. We're moving into this new way of being, this new paradigm and this old paradigm, the structures that used to serve us. used to be kind of like the status quo, are really crumbling. And in the same time, we're seeing so many people awaken. Like We're seeing these types of conversations around spirituality and around consciousness outside of this planet and around doing deeper healer healing work. We're seeing these conversations come to the surface on such a mass scale, and it really is beautiful to see. So I was wondering if we could get your perspective on how you're seeing this kind of collective shift happening and what you're excited for in the future.
2: Absolutely. There is, there is a shift. And I've had my spiritual mentors tell me months and months ago saying something's coming in 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 April, something's like there's this and the way she described it, like for me and for some other people is there's this huge kind of awakening. And I've seen it myself, like so many people I know who have left corporate or who have left others and they're getting into actually human design is one that like for many is like a springboard into that's a lot of people getting the human design, but they're just shifting completely away from that sort of older corporate life into more an ethereal spiritual way of doing things. They're not sure how to do it necessarily, but they're doing it. There's this big calling I've noticed as well, even for me, like, you know, just even like two years ago, I was doing like business coaching or just last year. And, but I've always been, I've always had this side of me, but like actually fully stepping into it. And so for some of us, the way it was described to me is kind of like being, you know, when you had a school drill and all the kids went out and you had the teacher like you had to find your teacher and and line up. So some of us are like the teachers and just waiting for the kids and say, okay, who's who's with me? Who's with me? And everyone's kind of now finding their mentors and their teachers. And so there's this, this passing on of knowledge, just this big torch kind of passing on. And then down the line, they will start to pass that on because there is, I can't explain it. Like there's this, there is this big shift. You can feel it. And to where this is going, I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, people talk about 3D to 5D, all this kind of stuff. But there is this, this opening up because it's a response to what's happening. Right? And, you know, some will say, this is the lowest, uh, you know, vibration, all this. I don't know if it's the lowest ever. I, I'm sure it's been lower. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition, things like that. But there, <laughs> there, is this, there is this shift to really seeking something that's, it's a response, just like an art. Every, every new movement is a response to the previous movement. And so this spiritual growth is a response to how things have been for some time. And people just want to change and they also want to be of service and so we're seeing a great shift into that as well like just this uh, higher consciousness a different way of seeing things more education more learning you know listening to podcasts like this they're they're doing that and they may not know exactly why or what that's going to look like but they feel the pull
1: yeah yeah beautiful i really feel that
0: I wanted to tell you, Paul, I was just looking at your human design chart. So for everyone listening, Paul is a generator and he's a five, one emotional generator. And I was just looking at your cross of incarnation, which is like a big part of your life purpose based on the gifts that you have. And your cross of incarnation is called the cross of defiance. So there's like this energy of defiance, but really what it is, is standing up for authenticity and wanting to support people and really understanding their uniqueness. Like, don't give in to what you feel like you have to be, like, really be who you are. And I was, you know, just kind of reflecting on this conversation about star seeds. It really is this deeper level, I think, of understanding yourself, a deeper level of allowing yourself to just be who you are and understand maybe why you're different, maybe why you felt this kind of feeling in this world of like. Okay, I'm definitely, you know, not the same as everyone else. I definitely have this this part of my soul that expressing in this really unique way, and so I just love that you're someone who is teaching authenticity in all of the, all of these different ways, and standing up for that in so many different things. And I've seen in your website that that's a message that you preach a lot is really encouraging people to be authentic, and I think that maybe really be is the through line with this starseed conversation is kind of accepting yourself on that deeper level. But I wanted to ask you, you know, if you could just share a few words with our listeners about your opinion on why authenticity is p- important.
2: Ooh, I love that. Yeah. You're, thank you for sharing that too about uh, my chart. Authenticity, what I, what I have found, why I think it's so important is because I lived a life where I fought that and we're talking like alcoholism we're talking it was it got really ugly because i fought tooth and nail who i was and so i know firsthand the consequence i'm not saying that would happen but there are consequences when we battle our true self and life is too short to be living a life that we think other people think we should live as opposed to Doing what is right for us. And self love is probably one of the biggest ways to that. Self love is, is uh, you, we hear about it a lot. We hear, uh, you know, self worth, but those have been like for me, those are the, the core struggles I've had. I still struggle with that. But the more that that opens up, the easier it is for me to fit into the lane of my life, into the sunlight of the spirit. Where I can just, like, when you are authentic, it just hums and flows. There's no bad, there's no fighting. It just, you know, ask someone who's, who's you know, come out. Ask someone who has left a, a, a relationship. Ask someone who switched careers and found the thing that all of a sudden, just everything opens up. Imagine being able to do that on all levels, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. It's like just stepping into that because that's, that's the space that was created for you. No one else can fill that space. So, why are you trying to fit and fill other space? They're taken. You have yours, and it's perfectly molded to you. And when you are in that space, abundance comes of all kinds, wealth of all kinds comes to you because it's invited, because you're sitting in the space of power. And so, I think knowing. That when you don't and when you you reject it or you try to fight it, the universe is gonna constantly try to course correct you and it's gonna get bumpy. So accept it, accept you, love you, know that you're worthy and sit where you're designed to sit.
1: Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you for that beautiful, like, channeled message just now that came straight from your soul and your purpose. That's, I feel like, everything that we preach and believe in within human design and and it's just so i think so perfectly aligned i think us connecting and getting to learn from you and connect with your work i know that we're out of time but i know that you're also a shaman and that you help people in profound and deep ways and you know where can people connect with you and how can they continue learning more from you?
2: You can find me the real Paul Silva. That's website, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So the or just any of those usernames. It's all the same. You can find me there. I'm very active on TikTok and Instagram, some on Facebook, and I've got the website. The website's still being created, but you can go there now, get the Starseed man uh, guide, which is free. I'm also, so I do private one-on-one kind of mentoring. And I'm also building a community um, online, like a subscription. It's just, it's cheap and cheerful. And that's going to start to grow. And I think that that is something that I'm really excited about. To be able to, one thing I love about social is building community. And so being able to have something, you know, the only problem with social media, it's, it's, it's rented space, like it's not yours. And so being able to, You know, foster and nurture something away from that where everyone is like-minded and wants to grow. And and even on different parts, like again, just starting or just been at it for a while. That's something. So that's coming. That's the next stage for me. But right now, I'm just doing a one-on-one private mentoring and then we'll grow from there.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I know that everyone listening is just wanting to learn more so it's been such a joy having you in this space with us we hope that you all loved that conversation just as much as we did our minds are just kind of racing with all of this information honestly we could have talked to him for hours and hours and we know we jumped all over the place because i just have so many questions and i still do um so if you guys are just buzzing. We encourage you to keep exploring this topic and let us know what you are. I'm so curious what's resonating with you. If anybody out there is resonating with Blu-rays too, I want to know. You guys know how to reach out to us. Our website's daylunalife.com, our Instagram's at dayluna, and we love you. Have a beautiful rest of your starseed day.